Deuteronomy 28. If you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings, say this with me, say all these blessings. Yeah, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your beasts and the increase of your cattle and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading trough. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. And the Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come against you one way, but they shall flee before you seven ways. And the Lord shall command the blessing. Oh, hallelujah. Look at that. The Lord shall command the blessing upon your storehouse and in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. And the Lord will establish you as a holy people he swore to himself. Or a, a, a holy people as he sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth, now, now verse 10, now this is where I'm getting into the sermon. And all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by and in the presence of and in the name of the Lord. And they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make you have a surplus of prosperity. Everybody say a surplus of prosperity. And the Lord shall make you have a surplus of prosperity through the fruit of your body and of your livestock and of your ground and the land which the Lord swore your fathers to give you. And the Lord shall open unto you his good treasury, the heavens to give rain on your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only, and you shall not be beneath. If you keep heed the commands of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and you are watchful to do them, and you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right hand or to the left, or to go after other gods and serve them. Now, the title of my sermon this morning, I was up at 3 a.m., and the Lord just dropped this. I thought I had another direction I was going to go for this Sunday. But the Lord dropped this on me. He like hit me like a bolt of lightning. I was at my computer doing something else, working on something. And the Lord just spoke it to me, a surplus of prosperity. And of course, I knew the verse in Deuteronomy 28. So there was my foundational scripture. And the Lord just began to download it to me about what he wants to do in not only the lives of this church, but in the lives of each individual that attends the river. Really, it's what God wants to do with his whole body. But this is for you this morning. The definition of surplus is this. Surplus means more than what is needed or used. It means excess. More than what is needed. More than enough. More than can be used. And then one definition is excess. Because that's what everyone warned you about. Now, you don't want to get into excess. But then if you go and you read about our God... And what he did through the, the word and who he is, he actually is an excessive God. He actually is a super abundant God. He actually is a God who's over the, the, over the top. 
He's a God of, of more than enough. He's a God of plenty. He's a God that says, I'm going to open the windows of heaven over your life. I'm going to pour you out blessing. You're not going to have room enough to receive it. You're not going to have room enough to take it in. That's why we're getting ready for the church. We will be bursting at the seams. We're going to have to be like Hezekiah and build a place to contain what God wants to pour out upon this church. That should be your story, that before you get the heaven out of here, that you have a testimony of God's great blessing upon your life. You see, the Bible says that godliness profits. People think, if I really sell out for the Lord and begin to serve him, well, that means I can't do the things that I like to do. You know, I like to go to the honky-tonk and, you know, do the you know, dance with everyone. Or I don't know what the world does in Coshocton, but... Yeah, you know, I, I imagine it's something like that. You know, I, I, I like that. You know, well, I, I don't, I don't want to quit this, and I don't want to stop hanging out with these people. And if I do this, I might even have to leave my job because I can't work there and and sell out like this because it, it, you know, whatever. People have the excuses, but what they don't understand is you actually you don't. It's not like. You sell out to something better. You get something so much better when you do that. Godly, say this with me. Say godliness profits. It says godliness profits now in this life and the world to come. It's not like, oh, well, one day when we die, it'll all be. You, know, you hear that in church. I heard that growing up. Oh, one day when we die, when we cross that River Jordan, you know, we, when, when we go to glory land, there's a cab, you know, cabin up there for me, you know, hallelujah. And, and so it's like one day it will be better. And then the old song. You know, they, they taught it to me in kids' church. One glad morning, when this life is over, I'm going to fly away. You know, one glad morning when I die. You know, so I walk out of kids' church singing that. One glad morning when I die. My parents, what are you singing? You singing about death. You know, I'm like, well, they taught it to me in kids' church. Well, one glad morning when I'm dead. You know, think about what comes out of people's mouth. And here's the thing. I'm sorry if I ruined your song. That song was wrote by the slaves in the plantations who hated what they were doing and said, man, when we die, it's going to be so much better. And that's not something we should sing in church. Now, yeah, to live is Christ and die is game. We understand all that. But you can't neglect the other scriptures about God's blessing that's available for his people. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the field. You'll be blessed going in. You'll be blessed going out. All Everything you touch will be blessed. All that you have will be blessed. A, everyone say surplus. A surplus of prosperity. No, why don't Christ, more Christians, because uh, I can't speak for every Christian, but why don't more Christians enter into that realm? Because of unbelief and because they sing junk like that and they shoot the blessing down before it even gets to them by their own words. They do. Are you with me? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because to come to him, you must believe he is. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Oh, scripture's flown out of me like a river. Hallelujah. I mean, this is like, I feel like a firing hose coming out of my belly. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has something for you. And just like this church needs to prepare, you better get ready. I don't think you heard me. You better get ready for what God's about to do in your life. You better get ready. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> it's big. It's bigger than anything that you can ever even imagine. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. That the Bible says the wicked 
will heap up mounds of clothing, but the righteous will wear that clothing. The wicked will build the house, but the righteous will live in that house. The Bible says the wicked will heap up mounds of money, but the righteous will spend that money. And that's just a fact. I didn't put that in there. I did not place those scriptures in the Bible. It's there. So I said, well, you know, we need to be humble. What does that have to do with anything I'm talking about? Well, you know, you need to be humble. That means you got to be poor. No, I know a lot of poor people that are not humble. And then I know a grand chief whose personal land is 900 acres. His backyard is 900 acres of land. The first Indian chief to ever be put on the UN, uh, to have a seat of indigenous people on the UN, he, he, you talk about wealth. This guy, he was, he was a grand chief of the Cree nation of Quebec, and he comes to the house of God, and he takes his hat, you know, they have the Indian feather hat, the eagle feathers, and he takes it, and he's a, he's a, he is a leader of people, he's, a, he's essentially a king of a nation in Quebec, Canada, and he takes it, and he places it on the altar. That sounds like humility to me, and that guy, well, he's not humbly he as 900 acres. No, it sounds like humility to me. I, I, actually, no, it's not 900, I'm sorry, it's 900,000. Did I say 900? 900K with a K at the end. Well, you know, it's got to be humble. Give all that away. No, the dude's humble. He's like one of the most humble. I mean, he liked our church on Facebook. That's pretty humble to own 900,000 acres and say, hey, what's that church doing? Like. To even have your name associated with Kashokta. It's pretty big. Are you with me? So it has nothing to do with whatever, and that's the thing. When God begins to increase you and bless you, people will come around and say, nah, nah. they'll get angry with you because you just now you drive a better car. Well, they liked you in the car that was held together with duct tape and Jesus stickers. They liked you there. I know as a pastor, anytime you get something new, people get upset about it. They, they, they're comfortable with the level for me to be at, but the moment the Lord begins to bless me and the moment the Lord begins to increase me, people will leave the church over it because they want to set the level of my blessing. And that's, that's kind of mean because I actually work really hard. Amen. And so why should I sacrifice the blessing God has for me just to keep some person who doesn't even like me happy? So I'm not going to. And it's not just for me, it's for you too. It's for you and 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 you. Everyone say surplus. It's what God has. So I'm okay. I'm okay. You're okay. 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 Well, so then what about what do you do with the excess? What do you think that's for? Why do you think God gives you a surplus, which means excess. What do you think the excess is for? Second Corinthians chapter 8, that out of their surplus, they can take care of you. There's a whole verse that talks about when that church is in surplus, they can take care of you. But right now you're in surplus, so you take care of them. So we can take care of God's people so that we can be a blessing. And so that we don't have to be dependent on some stinking demonic government. Are you with me? Who wants to come in and give you a stipend to sell out all your freedoms? Absolutely not. What if, there's, what if God raises up a church in Ohio that is such a thorn in the globalist side? Come on. What if God does something? Hallelujah. There's a major church. Okay, anyway. I'm not even going to go there. Amen. So everything God does is over the top. 
He's a God of more than enough. He's a God of plenty. He's a God of surplus. He's a superabundant, overflowing, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over kind of God. Look at this. Genesis 17, 1 through 2 says, when Abram was 99 years old, everyone say 99. Okay, so don't write yourself off because your hair is white with the frost of many winters. And while you're young, you know, you got to go after all the, I'm not after the stuff. I'm after the kingdom of God being established in advance and owing no man nothing but to love. I'm after churches being planted. I'm after Bible schools getting raised up. I'm after that. I'm after the gospel going out to the whole world. I'm after new television networks. I'm after new radio networks across Ohio. Are you kidding me? So Abraham was 99. I mean, Abraham, look what he said in Genesis. Hallelujah. He says, when he was 99, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. Look, I'll confirm my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Hallelujah. Which, that, that word, I am God Almighty, is where we get the word, it's actually El Shaddai. Who knows that? That's where we get El Shaddai in the Hebrew. El Shaddai. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you greatly. And he says, I'm going to increase your number. El Shaddai, the God of plenty. The God of more than enough. El Shaddai, as we say, not El Chipo. Amen. Hallelujah. Everyone say this. Say, El Shaddai. El Shaddai. God Almighty is my God. Yeah, he says, I'm going to increase your numbers. Uh, Ephesians 3.20, I, I quoted this earlier. Now to him who, by the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. He's a God of surplus. Now, number two, to those who have been faithful, Matthew 25 and verse 28. Let me read this scripture to you. It says, so, now this is the parable of the talents, right? I'm not going to read the whole parable, um, but Matthew 25, 28. So take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents, verse 29. For to everyone who has will more be given. So let me ask you in this place, who in here can say by an uplifted hand, the Lord has blessed you? Yeah, look at that. No, okay. So, and, and who's pretty content with what you have? Amen. Hello, you should be. Amen. But look at this. For to everyone who has, more will be given. I thought you'd get excited about that anyway. Let me tell Tractor Supply. Hey, Tractor Supply. No. <laughs> to everyone who has, more will be given. Oh, no, you're not kidding it, man. Ah, did you get that? Who in here is blessed by God? Amen. To everyone who has, more will be given. You think God's going to stop? You think he's done? You think he forgot about you? You think, oh, yeah, that one time he came through. You kidding me? More will be given. This is Bible. To those who have been faithful. And, and look, and he will be a... He, uh, for to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will be fur, fur, fur. <laughs> and he will be furnished richly so that he will have an abundance. 
but to the ones who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. So people who aren't blessed, who aren't getting under the blessing, even what they have is going to be ripped out of their hands. But to those of us who have been faithful, are you with me? To those of us who are walking under a level now, there's another level you're going to go to. This is a sermon he gave for me. Did I say that? I'm getting a little drunk up here. Whew, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. He's so good. Hallelujah. He's so, it's such a good thing to be blessed by him. You know why? So I said, well, Pastor Zach, sounds like you're seeking his hand and not his face. Oh, so glad you said that. Because if I found his hand, I just look up, there's his face. If I have his hand, I have his face too. <laughs> you just look up. You just look up. There he is. You look up. <laughs> oh, I feel it right now. Something's happening at the River Coshocton Church. He's breaking you open. He's breaking you through to the other side. In Jesus' name, to surplus, surplus of prosperity. Whew. Oh, man, this is, this is intense. Oh, yeah. Whew. Yeah, so who in here, you can say that you've been faithful with the talents God's given you. Hello, amen. So here's a word for you. Here's the word the Lord gave for me to give to you at 4.30 in the morning, sitting in my pajamas, hallelujah, with the glory of God on me. Here's the word. Get ready. There's more coming. Get ready. Get ready. There's more. Hallelujah. He's not done. Second Chronicles 32.27 says, Hezekiah had very great riches and honor. And he, and he made treasuries for his silver. Look at this. He, made, he had to make treasuries for his silver, for his gold, for his precious stones, for his spices, for his shields, for all kinds of his valuables. You know, you, you get this, amen. He also had to make buildings to store the harvests of grain and new wine and oil. And he made, had to make stalls of various kinds of cattle and pens for the flock. And he built villages. <laughs> he built villages and acquired great numbers of flocks and herds. For God had given him very great riches. That's, that's the, who would say that's next level? I believe that God's doing it again in 2022. I believe before Jesus comes, we're going to see some of the wildest stuff. I do. I tell you what, we've seen smatterings of it even in Coshocton. We've seen smatterings, but I feel it in my bones that God is going to make this church a sign and a wonder, and the wicked will see it and gnash their teeth. They will see it. They will see the church cannot be stopped. The church, because the devil wants you broke. The government wants you broke. Are you with me? The devil wants a ceiling. The devil wants you limited. But God is unlimited. With God, there's no ceiling. With God, there's nothing that's impossible. He is the God of more than enough. Can you say amen? amen. 
God, are you receiving this? Hallelujah. So the wicked will see it. And so that tells me something when I see even so-called professing believers when they're in the church and they start gnashing their teeth. It tells me something about who their dad is. Because when you know who your dad is, look, if your dad was uber wealthy and he bought you a car, you wouldn't go, oh, would you? Or would you? And then he bought your brother a car. And then he gave your house. No, you'd say, no, that's my dad. That's my dad. He's a Jewish man. Hallelujah. Some call him the ancient of days. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's your dad. I tell you, you have a coat your father gave you, and, and it's here. I feel it, man. I feel it being released this morning. It is here. Hallelujah. It's in your hands. So don't, uh-oh, well, I better not wear my coat because it'll offend all my other brothers. Look, I love my other brothers, but I'm going to wear it. Hallelujah. I'm going to wear it, and it won't be out of pride. It's going to be out of respect because it's the coat my father gave me. He gave it to me. He has a coat for you too. Hallelujah. So you can gnash your teeth at what the Lord has given me, or you can just say, bless God, if he did it for brother, he can do it for me too. And he can do it for my kids. And he can do it for my children's children. And he can do it for my children's children's children to a thousand generations. Because the, 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 the curse is to the third and fourth generation, but God's blessing some of you are starting a new course for your family. Some of you curses are being broke. I mean, the laughter is they see it in their kids. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Some of you are already seeing it in your kids. You're setting a new course. Your grandfather one way, your father another way, but then you, you didn't carry the family tradition. You started a new one. This family's blessed by the Most High God. And what God did for me, He's going to do double in my kid's life. Hallelujah. And what he did in my kid's life, he'll do double for my grandkids' life because Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, hallelujah. And there's a generational blessing that's coming upon this. Mm, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you getting this? I got to tell you, whether in the body, out of the body, I can't tell. Amen. Hallelujah. I really can't. I'm vibrating up here. Amen. Because I feel this. This is something. This is very holy. What God wants to do. What God wants to release. What God wants to put on. Because with it comes assignment. With it comes the band-aid of heaven. With it comes a responsibility to use it for the kingdom of God. To use it for the master. To, to be, when it's in manifested, you're more on fire for God than you've ever been. Hallelujah. So I said, well, pastor, what if God blesses me and I backslide? Then you're an idiot. I don't know what to say. (laughs) No other way to put it. (laughs) Jesus, it's amazing what you say under the anointing. So Hezekiah, look, God enriched him so much because the Bible says the Lord did that. He didn't do it. That's supernatural. That is just supernatural. And what God wants to do in this time is totally supernatural. It's, it's bigger than Kashokton. It's bigger than what Kashokton can do for you. So he says, let me go to this city and make gain. Yeah, but you don't know your life. 
You, you don't know. You can say, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to this city and that and make gain. But your life is just a wisp. It's just a vapor. It's just a puff of smoke. No, I'm going to live here and I'll make money and do this and do that. Uh, no, no, no. You just, you hook up with the kingdom of God. You hook up. You seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Everything I'm talking about. You put God first. You put God number one. And you stay contrite before him and you keep him first place and have no other gods before him. And, and this will all come. This will all come. It'll begin to flow. Are you with me? Hallelujah. I believe God's looking for somebody right now that he can mm, overflow with his goodness. Hallelujah. Everybody say surplus. So God enriched Hezekiah so much he had to build new. He had to build new storage places. He did. Hallelujah. New storage places. That's what's going to happen to people in this church. You are going to need to new... Help me, Lord. You are going to need to, uh, you, <laughs> you will need to build new buildings just to contain the blessing of God on your life. I believe it. So, so I got to build an, another garage. Another one? Yeah, I got to build an addition. I got to spare no expense. The Lord's been good to me. He's been good to my family. Hallelujah. So, so uh, another one. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's just still doing it. Hallelujah. So says, what are you doing this morning? I'm punching a poverty devil in the face repeatedly. Amen. I had him in a headlock earlier. I gave him a noogie. Hallelujah. Gave him a wedgie. Hallelujah. Need him. Hallelujah. We're, we're, we're pulverizing poverty in this city. Can you say amen? You will not lack in the name of Jesus. You shall not lack. You shall not lack. Hallelujah. You shall not lack. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Any theologian will tell you what green pastures represent. Who wants to know what green pastures represent? Any theologian will tell you. I don't care if he's Methodist, if he's Baptist, if he's Presbyterian, if he's Assemblies of God, if he's Assemblies of O Brother. They will all say green pastures represent prosperity. He makes me lie down. Some of you need to rest. Some of you have been fishing all night and catching nothing. But Jesus is getting in your boat this morning. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Jesus just got in. You're going to have to launch out into the deep. Uh, yeah, they're all just sitting there. you got to launch out now into the deep. Hallelujah. And you need to cast your net to the other side. Hallelujah. Are you receiving this this morning? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, speaking of that, Luke 5 and verse 1, and it came to pass that as people pressed upon Jesus to hear the word, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. And he prayed him that he would thrust him out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the people from out of that ship. And now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and we've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should 
come and help them. And they came, and it filled both of the ships, and they both began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down. <laughs> That's what's going to happen to some of you. Hallelujah. And it's not going to be just all the, the, the stuff of the natural. When you see what God's going to do, the glory of God's going to be on it. And just like the queen of Sheba, her, the, her spirit left her because of what God did in his life. That's, I'm telling you. What did I say earlier? If it's too big for your mouth, it's too big for your hands. Who's going to start speaking it? Who's going to do like what the psalmist said? Let them say continually, the Lord be magnified, which has, has, has pleasure in the prosperity of his serv 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 servants. I'm having a hard time speaking in English. Hallelujah. Are you getting this? Now, if you don't want to be blessed, that's fine. I'll have your portion. I'm okay. We'll have a double portion. Amen. Or we'll give it to someone here. Who would like their portion? Okay. So, Lord, for whoever would not like to be blessed, you saw the hands that were raised, and we just ask you that that blessing would go upon them instead in the name of Jesus because we don't want anybody to have what they don't want because God is a gentleman and he will not force this upon anybody because double portion means double problem anyway. So if you do get a, a big blessing, guess what? You better be prepared. Did I say get ready? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So when Simon saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet. So, uh, yeah, so here's Jesus on the boat. He preaches. Now, he, when he was done preaching, he goes to Peter. He says, look, launch. Take your boat and launch out and let down your nets. Now, they fish at night. What do you say? I fished all night. I didn't catch anything. In other words, he says, now, now preacher, you preach. I fish. <laughs> That's basically what he was saying. You know, it'd be like me going to Travis and saying, now, Travis, you need to put the line up this way. You know, he's a lineman. You know, hey, Travis, just grab a hold of these two wires here and just do And he'd say, uh, you're good at preaching. Why don't you leave the line work to me? Come on, you, who sees that, you know? But that's basically what it was, you know. He's, he, Jesus was, was the rabbi. And he said, um, Peter, go out, launch, your, launch out into the deep. And Peter said, well, we fished all night. We caught nothing. But nevertheless, at your word, I'll do it. Everyone say, at his word, it shall be done. So they launch out. They put their net down. Now they fished at night because the fish can see nets. And fish are not as stupid as you think. Fish are actually very clever. And so when a fish sees a net, and then they say, oh, that's the net that took my great aunt Minnie. Oh, I'm staying away from that. You know, <laughs> the Nemo went into the net. Ah, you know, it's like, you know. So they stay away. So they fish at night because then the fish can't see the net. And then they go into the net and they, they catch. But they fished all night and caught nothing. And some of you feel like that. Some of you feel, I've worked and worked, but it feels like I'm not going anywhere. It feels like there's no increase. It feels like, I mean, come on, Lord, did I, did I miss a tithe? I mean, what's going on? You know, and it's like, what, what is it? But here's the word. And this is why the, what the Lord's doing and why he wants me to release this. Because you may have fished all night and caught nothing, but Jesus is in your boat now. And when Jesus is in your boat, the fish, oh, I want to get in that net. <laughs> no, you just told me last night you didn't want to go into that net. I feel really good about that net. And suddenly fish begin to come from the north, the south, the east, the west, and any curse that was on your life. I feel this in Jesus' name. Any curse that was on your life. Amen. Uh-uh. Hallelujah. You cannot curse what God has blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I'll tell you, lack is breaking right now. I feel it in this place. Don't worry. This is my job. So what does it feel like? It feels like this. It feels like light. It feels free. Amen. Who, who feels that lack's breaking? Hallelujah. Who feels it? And, and it's not just, well, Lord, meet my need. He's going to surplus you. He's going to overtake you. Are you with me? And you might as well believe for it because it takes just as much faith that your needs are going to be met as it does that God's going to take you over and above this month. So they put their nets down, boat sinking, net breaking, load of fish, and it not only blessed them because it's surplus and because it's God, the other boat, the rivals, the rival businesses. Are you with me? They, their, their boats sink too. We're going to burst at the seams, and it's not just going to be this church that's going to be filled. These other churches are going to be filled up full. They are. They're all, all the pots are going to be filled in this city because there's coming great revival. And all the, all the backslidden Methodists are coming back to the Methodist church. All the backslidden Baptists are going back to the Baptist church. All the backslidden Nazarenes are going back to the Nazarene church. All the backslidden Presbyterians are coming back. There's revival in our city. Revival. This is not just about the river. Amen. Not everyone's going to come here. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> what, we, ah, yeah, ooh, ah, yeah, cool. Glory to God. The blessing of the Lord maketh one rich and adds no sorrow to it. So here's the thing. The devil has a way to get rich, but there's sorrow. There's sorrow. You see people, they get rich. They say the worst is to have over, they say 100000 a year. That's the cap because anything beyond that, you get lawsuits. People, your maid comes and then they, they scruff their, their knee and now they're suing you. And then, you know what I mean? So there's sorrow. Who knows in the world's wealth, there's sorrow. You look at even the highest level of, Je 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 what's his name? Old Jeffy, Jeff Bezos, you know. <laughs> Amen. He thinks he doesn't look like a nerd anymore because he started going to the gym. We, man, Travis could still give him a wedgie, you know, and, uh, you know, so who, who's ever saw him in the 90s, you know, little guy with a big nose, anyway, so, you know, but what happened to him, the wife left him, went from the richest man in the world, cut half of his income, boom, same thing, I mean, Bill Gates, split the income, so there's sorrow, what good is the blessing if you can't even keep your wife? What good is the blessing, even Elon Musk, one of his boys decided he felt girly, and grew out his hair and said, um, I'm now a woman. I mean, what good is the blessing? That's why I think Lafferty is a, is a sign and a wonder because you see the blessing on them, but now you're, I'm watching it on their kids. I am, I'm seeing it. One of their sons just followed me on Twitter and Facebook and everything, and you just watch the blessing going not just on them because what good is it to gain the whole world? And then your family goes to hell. It's not just the blessing about the money, honey. It's about everything God wants to do. It's about the fullness of what God wants to do. I can't tell you how many preacher's kids I know who are backslidden because their dad was in ministry and he couldn't even afford a pot to pee in. He couldn't even afford it. And so I know people who are not saved and resent church and ministry because of what it put their family through. You know, and that's wrong. That shouldn't be that way. And it was all because of fear. The minister thought if I had anything, then you know what? People are not going to come and hear me preach. And I'm not even talking about me, but this is you because you might feel like this too sometimes. You know, there's a certain level even in your family that 
you know, some distant cousin twice removed, three times, sees you on Facebook, you got blessed. Well, what do you need that for? I thought you were a Christian. Come on, is that, is that the truth? But you're going to break the mold. I said, you're going to break the mold? Jesus is in your boat. Hallelujah. Come on, Jamie Rice. Hallelujah. I see Jesus in your boat. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You thought it got her attention one time. You better get ready what God's about to do. It's really going to get her attention. Hallelujah. What God's about to do. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay. We're to wrap it up, not that it needs wrapping. Amen, right? Or, you know what, let's double wrap it. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, a surplus of prosperity, Malachi. We know what Malachi says, right? Will a man rob God? 3.8. Yet you've robbed me. But you ask, how did we rob you? In your tithes and your offerings, so you are under a curse, even your whole nation, because of you. Uh, uh, you know, because you are robbing me. So who, you see that, you know, when... Uh, people withhold the tithe, it doesn't just affect them, it affects their wife, it affects their kids, it affects the whole family, you know, the tithe and the offering. So bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and test me in this. And look at that, test me in this. Only place in the Bible you're going to find where God said test me because he knew people's hearts, he knew that this was the message that people begin to have a manifestation over. You start to talk like this. People, not at the river, but people gnaw on their Bibles. I mean, I, I preached this one place. These women all came up to me, gave me a big hug. They said, oh, we heard about you. We came to hear you preach today. And so I began to talk about the blessing of God. And all those women stood up, stormed out. Why? Because I talked about God's blessing. And they didn't like that. So whatever. You know, he said, test me in this and see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough to take it in. Everybody say surplus because that's what that is. You don't have room. Hezekiah had to build storage units and still he had trouble. Amen. Blessing that there's not room enough to receive. So 2 Corinthians 8, 12, I referred to this verse earlier. I'm just giving you scriptures. It says 2 Corinthians 8, 12, New King James for if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to what, is, according to what one has and not according to what, what, what one does not have. He's talking about giving an offering, giving proportion to what you have, not what you don't have. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may supply their lack." And that their abundance also may supply in your lack that there may be equality. As it is written, he who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. So in other words, if you read this the Amplified, it actually uses the word surplus. He's talking to the churches. He says, right now, they're lacking. You have a surplus. You can take care of them. But one day, you may have a lack, and you may have a need. They're going to have a surplus, and they're going to take care of you. Do you see how the kingdom of God works? You know that's how, and I'm going to end here. Did you, you know that's how the book of Acts church actually operated? That's how the people operated. They all took, the Bible says, no man felt what he owned belonged to him. So they would actually take it and put it down at the apostles' feet. 
even I would have a hard time with that. Don't put anything at my feet. We have a bucket. You put that there. But that's, that was their connection point to the Lord was the apostles, you know, at that time. They, they felt. And so they, the Bible says that if anyone had need, the people would take care of each other. And like if they had land, someone would sell land just to take care of another person's need in the church. Could God do that again and breathe on the churches where we begin to take care of each other like the Bible says to do? Oh, everyone shouted at the other stuff. Yeah, my barns will be filled with grain. Well, you got to share. No. It's my barns. No, you got to share. Look at me. You have to share. Oh, no. Amen. I'm really concerned now. (laughs) Who would share? Okay, okay. I just wanted to check. Amen. If you saw a need in the church... Who would take care of it? I'm talking about with each other now, right? Okay, amen. All right, okay. You have me concerned for a minute. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end here, Luke chapter 6. Come on, everyone say surplus. Oh, man. Luke 6, 38. I'll end here. Give, everyone say give, and it will be given to you. Good measure. Everyone say good measure. Press down. Shaking together. And running over, hallelujah, <laughs> hands that give are never empty, I did, I tried it last week, I had a $50 bill in my wallet, it's been there for a while, you know, it's who tucks things away, you know, my dad taught me that. He said, you tuck things away in your wallet, and if you ever need it, and you're out of money, and you find yourself in a spot, you, you'll remember the $50 in your wallet. You know, so my dad always taught me to do that. So I had it tucked away. Offering plate goes by, take it out, because I didn't have anything on me and whatever. So I just, I took out my 50, my alabaster box at that time, and uh, I gave it. Went down the offering. Praise God. Amen. I'm, thank you, Jesus. Then we go and we sit down next to the man who actually gave me this ring. And uh, hadn't seen him in years. He has gray hair now. It doesn't look a day older. He just has gray hair. It's like remarkable. It's like, what do you eat? <laughs> you know. And anyway, I sit down next to him, shake hands. How you doing? Good. Yeah, yeah. Praise God. How's the church? Good. He, he, he also pastors in a small town. I'm like, oh, we could talk. He's like, yeah, I bet. You know. And so anyway, midpoint of the service, he said, good to see you, Zach. And he does this, and I'm, I'm like, I just shook your hand, you know. So I, I, I go over and grab his hand, and there's money in it, and there's a $50 bill. $50 bill. Did I tell you about that? Give me 50 bucks. Yeah, okay, well. So anyway, I'm like, that's it. Give, and it's going to be given back to you. Give, and it's going to come back to you. Good measure. Press down. So I said, well, where's the good measure pressed down? Well, that was just a couple days ago. Give me some time here. Amen. It was just a couple days ago. Amen. But when I saw that, I began to, like, it touched me because I thought, you know, the Lord sees everything. The Lord, and sometimes I feel like the Lord does things just to say, I saw that. I saw that. Hallelujah. I saw it. Are you with me? Because the Bible says there's a book of remembrance over every good deed that we do. And so sometimes I feel like he does things just to see, just to show us he's seen it. And so anyway, hallelujah, given it will come back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. 
Now it says, shall men give unto your bosom? For with the measure that you give, it, it's going to be given back to you. Hallelujah. So anyway, when I saw that 50 come back to me like that quick, I thought, oh, no. I really got to do it. Now I actually have to give an actual alabaster box. So I did. In the middle of a service, Edie was there. We went together. Do you know that? Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I look over. I said, I need to give him this. And she was like, do it. I'm like, oh, I was hoping she'd say no. <laughs> I waited one year for this thing. I mean, it was something that was, I mean, I, I, it was on pre-order for one year. One year I paid for it. I waited one year. I just got it. I had two months with it. And I've, I put like 70 hours on it. What? No, 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 no. No. I, what? What are you saying? Is it dangerous? What? Oh, was I going to give it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently it was something I was supposed to give, and I wasn't going to give it two weeks ago. And uh, so anyway, I'm sitting there, and it just it comes to me, and it's like, this is my alabaster box. This is my, this is my one year's wage. That's how it felt, because I waited one year, exactly one year to get it. And it was, it was the coolest thing I've ever owned in my life. It, is, it, was, it was amazing. I, I mean, I used it every single day, every single day, multiple times a day. I mean, I used it. So anyway... And I felt this mm, to get it. So I run out of the, in the middle of the service, and, and I go, and then I want to get gift cards to put on top of it. So I'm running from gas station to gas station, thankfully. It's a Dr. Rodney Howard Brown meeting, so it's not out till like 2 a.m. So it's like I got plenty of time. 11 p.m., I got plenty of time. So, uh, no, actually, it ended about 11.30. So I floored, and uh, I rented a, a Tesla. I, I got to drive one of those. They are quick. Yeah, that thing is fast, man. So I was flying. I had it on autopilot, ah, you know, flying down the highway, you know. And, uh, you know, they rent those to anybody. So if you're wondering, amen. And so anyway, um, I go, I, I get it. And then I look at it and it's like, it has stains on it and all this stuff. And all, so I had to clean it and fingerprints and clean it up. And I go and I present it and I get the gift cards. I put it on top. I, it, it took me like a half hour, 45 minutes to just get it and come back to the meeting. And the meeting's still going, you know. And so I, I go in and, and just as I walk in, it actually was over. The meeting was. And I go up and I walk and there's a line to talk to this guy. And I'm like anxious. And then he sees me and then he does one of these. Like, love you, but I don't feel like talking, you know? And so I'm like, you jerk, I'm trying to give you something. You know what I mean? But I'm not offended, but he kind of did one of those. And so when he did that, I'm like, no, you're not robbing me of my blessing. I know what God told me to do. I know what he told me to do. So when he did that, I did this. <laughs> and I can do those moves too, buddy. And... uh and I went up to him, and I'm like, hey, and, and he knows me, but he was just tired or whatever. I don't, I don't know what his deal with, was, but, you know, preachers can be moody. And, uh, <laughs> and he was like, hey, and I'm like, I just wanted to give you this. I said, this is the best thing I've ever owned, and I want you to have it. I, I think you'll really be blessed by it. And he looks at it, and he goes, well, cool. Yeah, yeah, he said, I receive it. And uh, I said, Thanks. And I, I was like, well, that's not the reaction I was looking for, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it in Jesus' name. And, you know, so just because he didn't go doing jumping jacks. Look, and you know what the Lord told me? Because then later I moaned about it. I said, well, Lord, I'm kind of embarrassed now. He looked at me because like, he's a grown man. It looked like I just gave him a Lego set. <laughs> he looked at the thing like, what did you just hand me? 
just, just hand me a, a, a Stretch Armstrong doll next time, you know? And, and you know what the Lord said? He's like, it's not about what he needs. It's about what you need. Oh, he didn't need it. He's probably going to give it away. I don't care. But it wasn't about what he needed. That was my alabaster box. It's not about what he needs. He's just the drop-off box. <laughs> He's blessed by God. He's the drop-off box. Hallelujah. So for those of you who've been a blessing and maybe you didn't get the reaction, aren't you so glad that your return is not based off somebody else's reaction? Because, and I'm ending now. I know I've said that. I'm double wrapping it. But people do that with the church. Well, no, we had someone leave the church. I never got my thank you letter for that offering I gave last week. I didn't know that was part of what we were supposed to do. Edie, we got to... Now, I just want to thank you for your $30 you put in last week. I mean, are we thankful? Yeah. We're, like, super thankful that we're grateful. But you're going to leave because you didn't get a thank you letter? So what did you do? Did you give it So were you trying to buy a thank you letter from us? Because at that time, you're just doing a transaction. You give, you give, but then you get the thank you letter from us. I mean, come on, is that what it's all about? Or are we giving? I don't care what it's... I'm giving to the house of God to advance the gospel. I'm putting it in the hands of Jesus. That's what it's all about. You can give me a thank you letter. I'll put it in the bottom of my birdcage because I didn't do it for your thank you. I didn't do it to be appreciated by man. I mean, we were hearing stories. You know, you hang out with ministers, you hear stories. Someone wanted to, what did they want to donate? Like a million or something? Some, a million. They wanted to donate a million dollars. They said, but all we want is, what was it, their name engraved or the front row seats? Yeah, they said, okay, but all we want, a million dollars, into the ministry. Check, cash, today. They go up to the finance department. They're getting it all wired and transferred. And they said, yeah, we're so happy to do this. All, all we really request is anytime we, we fly in that we get front row seats. And so the finance manager said, let me call pastor. So they call up the pastor. The pastor said, put them on the phone. And they get on the phone. They said, we, we're so sorry, but we're going to go ahead and reject that offering. We, we want to give it back to you, actually. They said, what? No, 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 no. We want to do it. They said, yeah, but I can't guarantee you front row seats. They said, no, okay, but no, we were just saying, when we come, we'd like front row seats. They said, no, I'm not buying a million dollars worth of problems. So, when we give, it should be with a pure heart, clean hands, pure heart. You know, like I gave that guy that thing. I don't care if he sells it, buys a unicycle, and learns how to juggle and rides a unicycle. Did you play with the thing I gave you? <laughs> you know, because it's a toy, basically. You know, I, did, did you use it? No. Well, I can't believe it. I gave him the best thing I ever owned. You think I'm going to be offended? I didn't give it for that. The Lord knows what I need. That was my alabaster box. That was something that meant a lot to me. I don't care what it means to him. It was between me and God. Can you say amen? Are you getting this point? I feel like I'm doing a bad job explaining it. But do you get that point? Well, I gave to that church, and then they, they, they I thought they were going to, you know, fix the urinal. We're working on it. I don't believe it's broke. People are telling me it's broke. I don't believe it. I go in there and flush it, and I still don't see a leak. Amen. So anyway, sorry. That was, ladies, sorry. That was between me and the men.
<laughs> but I don't care if I give to a ministry, they buy unicycles with it. And then all the ushers juggle. <laughs> Someone says, you don't? No, because I know what I'm giving for. I know why I'm giving. It's between me and the Lord. Though men receive the tithe on earth, Jesus receives it in heaven. And what they do with that money is between them and a fierce God who will hold you accountable for every dollar. And listen to me, he's not just going to hold us accountable as ministers for every dollar. He's going to hold you accountable for every dollar that comes in your hand because he gave you the power to create wealth. You think he's just holding the ministers accountable? He's holding his whole body accountable for everything he's put in their hand. Are you with me? All right. Did you get something out of this today? All right. Psalm 65, 11, you crown the year with a bountiful harvest and even the, even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. That is, that's the word now from now until 2023. Say this with me and then we're done. Say this, say, he crowns the year with a bountiful harvest. Say this, say, even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. Hallelujah. He's going to punctuate this year with a blessing and with a bountiful harvest in your life. Everybody say surplus. Surplus. Hallelujah. You take it? Got it? Happy? Amen. Lord, good? Hallelujah. Well, Father, we just thank you right now for your word. Thank you for your people. Thank you for this message that you gave us. Thank you for what you're bringing the church into, a, a place of abundance that even the hard pathways will overflow. And it's even overflowing right now in abundance in their life. That everything that was a struggle, in Jesus' name, Everything that was that was like a struggle, Father, let it let, let your blessing come down upon it. Lord, thank you for breakthrough in every area of their life. Thank you, Father, for the release of that which the enemy has been trying to hinder and hold up and hold back from coming into their hands as the enemy has come in to try to stop the flow of provision, to try to stop the flow of the blessing. Lord, thank you that what you bless cannot be cursed. And even now, we thank you for the angels of God going forth bringing in all that your people need. And Father, we just thank you for that surplus. Lord, and we covenant with you even today that the more you bless us, the more we will bless you. <laughs> the more you bless us, the more we will praise you. The more you bless us, the more we're going to win souls. The more we're going to do the work of the ministry. And we will never forget you because we know you are our source. You are our supply. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. And amen. Hallelujah.